Hello and welcome to another episode of IJS Speaks. This is your neighborhood financial economist, Katie Mark. And it has been quite a while since I last got on the mic. I have been fairly busy, but I have also been making time to trade. So let's start with the big picture. As it currently stands, the macro fundamentals globally look like they are steering towards, at best, an economic slowdown and at worst, a recession. This leads me to assume that sometime in the near future, there will be some kind of flight to safety unwind in financial markets. We have issues in China, some of which stem from their zero COVID policy, and others are associated with their housing market and the financing around that. We have obvious issues in Europe with the war in Ukraine and the impact that the energy uncertainty is having for the economic outlook in Europe especially going into winter. And then we have monetary policy in the United States, which can only target demand. Therefore, this puts consumers under a direct assault. Now, the end result of this assault on consumers by monetary policy will be lower stocks, lower bond prices, lower commodities, lower real estate price, you name it, its price is going down if it has a risk element to it. The sole beneficiary of all the monetary policy tightening that the Federal Reserve is embarking on is the U.S. dollar. And on that note, as I mentioned before, I have been busy, but I have been trading, and I have shifted my attention to trading the foreign exchange market. The foreign exchange market always feels familiar to me because that was the first market that I started trading when I was first learning trading. And just like back then, I've kept my focus narrowed to a handful of currencies and my analysis is based around the dollar index. So basically I spend most of my day looking at the dollar index and looking at other markets like equities, commodities, crypto, bonds, and I try to hone in on the magnitude and the timing of the ripple effects in other markets off of moves in the dollar index. Granted, I don't spend any time trading other asset classes because again, my underlying assumption is every risk asset will lose value going into the economic environment I'm expecting. 
but I still look at those other asset classes because I need to keep a finger touch feel of broad swaths of the financial markets. So while the dollar was trending higher for most of the last couple weeks and oil was trending lower at the same time, I was trading the US dollar, Canadian dollar exchange rate because of the impact that the price of oil has on the Canadian economy. I was able to profit from the dollar trending higher against the Canadian dollar. But looking at a short-term chart a couple days ago, I saw a reversal pattern developing, which was a head and shoulders on the dollar index. A breakdown of that pattern meant to me that investor sentiment was shifting, which signaled to me that the risk-off sentiment investors were holding was changing, and that meant there was a potential for buying in risk assets like stocks, crypto, and commodities. In expectation for the breakout of the head and shoulders, I went into the weekend short the dollar versus the euro simply because the euro has the largest single weighting in the dollar index calculation. That worked out pretty well coming into the new trading week as over the weekend we received news that the Ukrainian army was gaining ground against the Russian army and that news spurred some buying in the euro versus the dollar which pushed the index down and pushed my position higher. Then we fast forward 48 hours, a little bit less, and we have a CPI print in the US, which was this morning. And once again, I'm looking at my charts, short-term charts, looking at the dollar index. My initial assumption based on my analysis coming out of last week, going into this week, was that the breakdown in the head and shoulders looked like it had momentum and it could extend lower. So I was positioned for the dollar to continue to fall and the euro to continue to accelerate higher. But as I often do, I have my tablet with me and I scroll through my charts, different time frames as I go through my morning routine. One of the things that I noticed on one of the charts on the dollar index was that it was rolling over. And it was rolling over as it was approaching a level of significant resistance. Following my base assumption, my initial reaction to that was the price is consolidating ahead of the news report, but the news is going to be the catalyst to push the dollar lower and the euro higher. But I kept looking at the chart, and this is where I had to learn to trust my instinct. The more I looked at the chart, the more I realized that my assumption was good, but the market was doing something else right then and there. 
and I had to go with what I was looking at versus what I was assuming that the market should be doing. I closed out the position. Then we have the data release. Market completely reversed. I was able to take profits from the position coming out of the weekend with that appreciation in the euro. And I got out of the position right before the news release, which completely reversed all the gains that we saw from the last couple trading days. Interestingly enough, financial charts tend to be fractal. So patterns that we notice on shorter term charts tend to repeat over time and present themselves on longer term timeframes. When I noticed on a medium term chart of the dollar index that the reversal that we saw off of the CPI data that was released today took the index back up to a resistance level on the longer term chart. And that resistance level, if it held, would be the beginning of the second shoulder in a head and shoulders pattern on the longer term chart of the dollar index. So I saw the head and shoulders play out on a shorter term chart over the weekend into this morning. Then the market reversed on the news. I zoomed out to a longer time frame and I saw a similar pattern developing. So seeing the pattern play out on the short term, seeing the pattern develop on the longer time frame, my assumption is that the dollar will continue to push lower in the medium term, purely on a technical basis, as the macro fundamentals still support a slowing economy globally, which if it eventually tips into a recession, we will see a flight to safety trade where foreign investors will seek out U.S. dollars and U.S. denominated assets. So, until that psychology overcomes market participants, we are going to see periods of risk on where we're going to have the dollar depreciating and risk assets rising, like equities and like crypto like commodities, but on its trend higher, it's going to have down legs. And as long as it's making higher highs and higher lows, the uptrend, the underlying uptrend that I think we're witnessing in the dollar continues. But in the interim, as it fluctuates from highs to lows, it takes the other markets with it. So I was able to get back into the euro, going along the euro, shorting the dollar because of where I, I saw the dollar consolidate on the longer term time frame. And I was also interested in capturing some of the residual moves that occur in other parts of financial markets when we have big swings in the dollar. So I was looking at oil. Oil barely reacted to the inflation data and actually presented candle patterns that signaled 
a reversal. So with my expectation that in the short to medium term, the dollar reverses lower and we get a risk on change in sentiment, which would be positive for commodities and would also be positive for equities and crypto, I decided to put on some options exposure. So I looked at USO, which is an ETF, and I looked at a call spread expiring next Friday. I'm not sure exactly how many days that is, but it's expiring next Friday. And I pulled up my Fibonacci extension on a short-term chart just to figure out a good level or a good target where the price can get to. And once it gets there, there's enough support below it that it doesn't fall out of that spread as it gets closer to expiration. And I found a fairly priced call that I was able to get a couple positions in. And now I think I'm positioned to capture a move higher in oil over the next couple weeks, let's call it. Similarly, towards the end of the session, the S&P was steadily pushing lower. There was a lot of selling pressure, a lot of pessimism in, in the market. Puts were super expensive, but I'm also looking at a medium-term chart of the S&P, and I think that if the dollar reverses and we get a risk-on shift in sentiment, we can see the S&P regaining most of what it lost today by the end of the week, if not trade higher than where it traded at the open today by the end of the week. I was also able to get a super cheap spread on the SPY for a call spread because as we were approaching the close of market, there was so much selling pressure that calls are super cheap. And I'm looking at a $100 spread that I paid 5 bucks for. So, I'm looking forward to seeing how quickly the dollar can reverse and how quickly that move can ripple throughout the other financial markets. And... We'll go from there going into the end of the week. But as the trade begins to unwind, I can start adjusting my position sizing, whether I need to increase exposure for trades that are building momentum or decreasing exposure or hedging out positions that are not working in my favor. That all comes down to the day-to-day -day management of the positions. But... The takeaway for me from this particular trading week, and it's only Tuesday, is that once again, I have to trust my instincts. If I see something and my instinct is telling me that something is not right with a particular market or a price or a chart, that I should trust that instinct and reduce my exposure. 
it worked out in my favor today. If not, I would be in a position to possibly face margin calls for positions that moved against me because other market participants have not been paying attention to the Fed and more specifically to the data that the Fed says that they are paying attention to to guide their monetary policy decision making. So the expectation going into the rest of the week, we see the dollar start losing ground and risk appetite filter back into markets. Oil seems poised for a move higher to lead the risk asset complex, but crypto and the S&P are usually never too far behind. The 10-year treasury might be the laggard because there is a stronger fundamental case why treasury yields should be moving higher. The Fed is telling you that they should be moving higher versus the fundamental reason why stocks should be moving lower because even though the Fed is telling investors equity prices should be lower, equity market participants don't seem to be taking the Fed at their word. And on that note, this has been Katie Mark, your neighborhood financial economist. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, I can be reached at contact at runthenumbers.biz. That's contact at R-U-N-T-H-E-N-U-M-B-E-R-S dot B-I-Z. And again, this is Katie Mark, your financial And again, this is Katie Mark, your neighborhood financial economist and trader, signing out. When in doubt, take profits.